No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 75 and 76, where Asaph praises God for his righteous judgments throughout the earth. Exaltation comes not from man, but from the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. I have had several conversations lately with people who are anxious and fearful about what is happening in our nation and what is about to happen. We are so easily entangled in this world's affairs. We put our eyes on what we see around us or what we hear rather than on God who is above us. And when we do this, down, down we go into the pit of anxiety, anger, fear, frustration, and depression. But Psalms 75 and 76 give us an alternative view. Psalm 75 to the chief musician set to do not destroy a Psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. Selah. So Asaph begins saying, we give thanks to you. That is always a good place to begin in our devotions with the Lord. The Bible tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courtrooms with praise. And I find that that's just helpful to get my eyes off of myself, off of my circumstances, and just begin to thank God for who he is and what he has done. And then it says that your name is near. Now, again, it's good for us to focus on the name of the Lord. That's what Jesus told us to do in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God's name is holy. It is the name above all names. And Yahweh means I am, or I am the becoming one, or I am whatever it is you need. And right now I think Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is your peace. Well, that's something we could all use right now. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. Now, here in verse 2, the Lord answers the psalmist. You know, prayer is a two-way conversation. We should remember when we are praying to God and making our requests known to him that we should let him speak to our hearts and answer us. He said, the earth and its inhabitants are dissolved. Now, what happens when you put rock salt in a glass of water? It just dissolves. Likewise, the hard inhabitants of the earth will dissolve like salt before the Almighty God. And the earth itself will melt with fervent heat, the Bible tells us. God says, I set up its pillars firmly. Remember, God is sovereign. He is the one that has established the foundations of the earth as well as his throne, which the Bible says is built on the foundation of righteousness and truth. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. So God is saying to the boastful, look, don't deal boastfully. Who are you? You're dust. 
And God hates pride. And he speaks of that quite a bit in the scripture. He said, do not lift up the horn. An animal with horns will lift up its head before striking its enemy. But how foolish it is for the wicked to lift up their horns in pride against God. Do not speak with a stiff neck. When we speak, we ought to speak as those who will give an account for our words. And you know, the Bible tells us that our conversation should be full of grace, seasoned with salt. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. We need to remember that God is the one who promotes and demotes. We can get anxious and angry and depressed when we see the wicked rise to power and the righteous slandered or put down, but we need to get our eyes off of such things and Onto God who is sovereign in the affairs of men. Empires rise and fall at his command. He is sovereign. We should be diligent in doing what is right and just. Then we should pray and cast our cares on him. And finally, we should rest in peace. God is in control. He is the judge. He will have his way in this world. And nobody will be able to thwart his mighty purposes. Now, it's believed that this psalm was written when the mighty Assyrians came against Jerusalem. Isaiah was prophesying at the time, and he wrote in Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me. When Sennacherib, the Assyrian king, sent his field commander to threaten the Jews in Jerusalem, King Hezekiah prayed, and the angel of the Lord killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. God rules in human affairs, so take heart. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is fully mixed, and he pours it out. Surely its dregs shall all the wicked of the earth drain and drink down. Now this is speaking of the cup of the Lord's wrath, which he will pour out. In Revelation 14, verse 9, we read, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or his hand, He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So this cup of God's wrath shall be poured out upon the wicked and they will drink it down. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will also cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. While the unrepentant sinners will suffer the Lord's wrath on earth, the saints in heaven will be around the throne of God praising him. Revelation 11.15 says that they will be saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever 
and ever. And I certainly want to be in that number. Psalm 76. To the chief musician on stringed instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. Both Psalm 75 and 76 were written by Asaph. Some commentators think Psalm 75 was written before the Assyrian invasion and Psalm 76 after the Lord's victory over the Assyrians. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield and sword of battle, Selah. So, Asaph begins saying that the Lord's name is great in Israel. Of course, not only in Israel, but throughout the world, his name is great. In Salem is his tabernacle. Now, that's the ancient name for Jerusalem. And that, of course, was where the temple was. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield, and the sword of battle. You know, God will break all of the weapons of the evil one, his fiery arrows, his shield by which he seeks to defend himself, and his sword. God will break all of these weapons that the enemy uses against us. You are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted were plundered. They have sunk into their sleep, and none of the mighty men have found the use of their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse were cast into a dead sleep. So he says that you are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. Mountains in the Bible are symbolic of nations. And so here, if this is in fact concerning the Assyrian nation, they were a formidable nation, a formidable mountain, uh, and yet God was more glorious and more excellent. And the stout-hearted are plundered. They were very arrogant, and yet they were then plundered. They sunk into the sleep of death. Their hands that were fit for battle were made lifeless. It also says that your rebuke, the chariot and horse, are cast into a dead sleep. The horse and chariot were considered the invincible weapon of the day, sort of like a tank. But these weapons of the enemy were completely destroyed and made useless. What do we consider to be the invincible weapons of the enemy today? Lies, cheating, slander, rebellion. All such satanic horses and chariots shall be broken by the one who crushes the serpent's head. You yourself are to be feared, and who may stand in your presence When once you are angry, you caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to deliver all the oppressed of the earth, Selah. So, Lord, you are to be feared because who can stand before your wrath? We are told in Revelation 11, 16, And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints 
and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple, and there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, an earthquake, and great hail. That's what it says here. Asaph is saying that the judgment of God is heard from heaven, and the earth fears and is still. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you. With the remainder of wrath you shall gird yourself. Make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring presents to him who ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is awesome to the kings of the earth. So God will take even the wrath of man and use it for his glory. Charles Spurgeon says, It shall not only be overcome, but rendered subservient to thy glory. Man with his breath of threatening is but blowing the trumpet of the Lord's eternal fame. We're told to make vows and pay them. God doesn't make us make vows. We do that of our own free will. But if we do make a vow, then we need to fulfill it. Bring presents to him. Why? Well, he's worthy of our offerings of praise. And he shall cut off the spirit of princes. May that give us peace to know that God is ultimately in control. He is sovereign in the affairs of men, and he will ultimately bring forth his righteous reign in this world. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see where Asaph seeks the Lord in the day of trouble. Even though he can't sleep at night, he finds God's way in the sanctuary and is comforted. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.